Welcome everyone, this is the DFS Bum. All right, we have the NFC Conference Finals coming up here Sunday afternoon. Tampa Bay Bucks at the Green Bay Packers should be a great game. Before we get into the game, please subscribe to the channel if you have not done so already. I would greatly appreciate that. All right, guys, so before we look at uh, the players here, let's take a little jump back in time to last year's NFC Conference Championship. And uh, a little bit of a tougher memory for me. So last year, uh, you know, it was 49ers and the Packers. And right here, the timestamp's 8:13. but this lineup right here was actually in first place. I don't know if you guys remember that game. In the last possession of the game, I had just taken over first place with Rodgers connecting on a pass. I might have been fourth down or third and long. Uh, they were going to go for it anyway because at that point they were down by two touchdowns. So he hits Adams. I go in first place. And then literally like the next play, Rodgers chucks it up deep. And the only thing I needed to have happen was for him not to throw an interception. And literally the next play, he chucks it deep and the safety made a hell of a catch. And, uh, and then, and then he lost his point with interception. And then, uh, I, I lost first. It was, it was pretty heartbreaking, but anyway, um, I just like to show it because, uh, these are, these can happen, these big wins at times. And what made this lineup unique is Sternberger. Uh, he was, uh, really a, uh, unknown commodity last year. So I had just loaded up with, uh, the studs here. And also Rogers was, uh, going to be like a hands-down favorite, like him and Adams, well, not hands-down, but they were more favorites to be the MVP, and Mostert wasn't as highly owned, so thus uh, it gave an opportunity to potentially come out with some big money there. Um, but as far as some good news, though, last week in the showdown slate with the Chiefs there, did get first there. It's not 70 grand, uh, 2100 but nonetheless, it's still a victory, so I was happy about that. All right, guys, let's get into the game here. All right, starting off the quarterbacks, we got two great options here, Aaron Rodgers, Tom Brady. Rodgers is coming at 16,000 on FanDuel, 13,800 on DraftKings for the year. He'd average about 24 points. Matchup that he has going against Tampa Bay. They're the 10th ranked overall defense and 14th against opposing quarterbacks. Last five outings, Rodgers' production has been 26 points, 26 points, 26 points, 18 points, and 31 points. So, you definitely like him as far as your MVP candidate and really just being in your lineup in general. And then that leads us down to Tom Brady. So Brady's coming in here at 15500 on FanDuel. He's 1700 less on DraftKings. So what, I think, what's that, 13800 also? So basically, I think they're going to be the same price there, it sounds like, on DraftKings. For the year, Brady averaged 22 points. And then he's got an even tougher matchup than Rodgers. Green Bay's overall defense is ninth, and then against opposing quarterbacks, they're fifth in the league. So, could be a little bit tougher there for Brady. Brady, as far as an MVP, I'm sure he'll be somewhat highly owned there. For me, I'm, and I'm sure I'll have an MVP spot. Um, later, we'll get into it, but the running backs for the Bucs um, have a pretty good matchup. Uh, Green Bay tends to struggle with that a little bit. So, with that being said, you can maybe see them really trying to lean on... Uh, you know, Fournette and Jones and uh, maybe Brady and the receivers don't have as a big day, potentially. Um, all right, let's take a look at some of the pass catchers are going to be throwing here, throwing two. So, 
top guy is going to be Devontae Adams. He's coming in at 15,000 on FanDuel, 14,100 on DraftKings for the year, 10 and a half targets, 21 and a half points. And uh, with him, his production is 17, 14, 38, 8, and 21. And actually, one thing, sorry about this, guys. I just wanted to look at Brady real quick these last five weeks. I forgot to do that. So, um, with Brady, his production, 22 points, 23, 31, 30, and 23. So, uh, again, real solid production. Uh, so, anyhow, uh, yeah, sorry for jumping around. I just thought I wanted to mention that real quick. So, getting back here, Devontae Adams. He's obviously stud the last five weeks production. 17 points, 14, 38, 8, and 21. He'd be a guy that I'll have him in my MVP uh, slots. Um, you know, and there's going to be a fair amount of nice candidates, I think, in this game. Um, but uh, Devontae Adams definitely would be one of those guys. Just uh, there's a lot to like there. Matchup, pretty decent for him. Tampa Bay's 19th against opposing receivers. So when you add it all up, um, Adams is a guy that, uh, yeah, you're definitely going to want to consider. And then from there, we go down to... Mike Evans, he's coming in at 14,000 on FanDuel, 13,200 on DraftKings for the year, about seven targets, 13 and a half points. Last five weeks production, seven points, 15, 6, 35, and 14. Matchup for the Bucks receivers is a little bit tough. Green Bay is fifth against opposing receivers. So again, like I mentioned earlier, you could see it possibly a situation where um, maybe the passing game is uh, is not really on fire for the Bucks, and they're leaning on that run game. All right, coming about right behind Evans, we have Chris Godwin. He's twelve thousand on Fanduel, uh, coming in at ten thousand six hundred on DraftKings. DraftKings they've got the salary multiplier of times and a half. So with him being cheaper than the guys that we've just uh, discussed so far, he's got great upside for the year. Seven targets, thirteen and a half points. By going with him at that MVP spot will allow you to buy up a little bit more compared to some of the guys that are a little bit more expensive. So there's a lot to like with Godwin. Like I say, really the only thing is maybe just the matchup's a little bit tougher for him. Continuing on, Antonio Brown. So Brown is banged up. Uh, he had really been playing good ball uh, prior to last week for the year. Seven and a half targets, almost 12 points. We go back. And uh, shit, did I do Godwin? I think I forgot Godwin. So Godwin's last five games too. Five, 16, 28, 17, and 12 were his points there. Um, so all right, so now down to Brown. I say he'd been playing well, got banged up last week, basically left the game, was it maybe late second quarter uh, or maybe like third, early third quarter, something like that. So he ended up having two points. But prior to that, 14 points, 31, 12, and 18. So if he's playing... Um, yeah, he's a guy I don't think for me he's going to be in my MVP spot. Um, he has 11500 on FanDuel, and he's coming in at 10400 on DraftKings. So he is cheaper if you wanted to do that. Uh, he's He would be lower owned at the MVP spot, so it would definitely be contrarian play. I just don't see with all the talent that's out there, I just don't see him being a leading scorer. And keep in mind, he's banged up a little bit. Now, for some reason, he weren't going to play. I think that takes a guy like Scotty Miller and makes him in play. Maybe a guy like uh, Tyler Johnson, potentially. Um, Johnson uh, had only one target last week and two points. Um, again, like if, if Brown is playing, I'm not sure, uh, Johnson, uh, how excited I'd be about him. 
Um, Scotty Miller, though, is is kind of more of like the the fourth guy in line. So with him, he's only seven thousand on FanDuel, fifty five hundred on DraftKings. Earlier in the year, when uh, some of the guys were hurt, like Godwin and whatnot, he was out there playing. Um, and uh, yeah, three and a half targets, five and a half points. Uh, last week, two targets, three points. So with him, you know, you go back three points, three points, two, one, and four. It's kind of be expected because uh, all those receivers have been healthy. So for me, if Brown is playing, I could see it being pretty easy to fade Miller. Um, I'll probably have him in some lineups just because I figure if Brown is playing, he will be a little bit lower owned. So that will give me an opportunity to make me make myself a little bit more unique. All right, let's jump back here to the Packers, guys. And probably for me, like Alan Lazard and Valdez Scantling, that might just be the player pool. Maybe a, a, a Quimius uh, St. Brown, but I don't even know if that's really necessary. Um, going back here to Lazard, he's coming in at 9000 on FanDuel, 7500 on DraftKings. Had a nice week last week, 18 points, 8 targets for the year, 4.5 points, 8 targets. If we go back prior to that game, though, uh, he finished the year kind of poor. Uh, Lazard did so week 17 three points two eight and three is how he finished there so I don't know you know is he going to come back down to earth or not hard to say he does get that pretty decent matchup there and then that leads us to Valdez Scantling he's coming in here 8500 on FanDuel he's going to be what is it uh, 6900 on DraftKings four targets for the year seven and a half points with him he had five points last week, 16 points, then two goose eggs. I think he was hurt those games. I can't really remember the details. And then going back, he had 18 points. So kind of hard to you know to know what you're going to get out of this position. Part of me could see between Lazard or Valdez Scantling, one of those guys would probably have a pretty decent day. Um, and uh, I don't know if you had a pick between the two of them. I mean, you can look for the year. Their stats are pretty similar. Lazard was out in the field for 73% of the stats. Valdez Scatling, 76%. So it's kind of a, toy, a coin toss a little bit. Uh, for me, I do my mass entry. So um, probably what I'll try to do is um, is basically for most of the lineups, they'll be able to fit uh, together. And, and for me, um, you know, I'd probably try to have equal representation uh, between the two guys. And then Valdez Scaling might be a little bit higher just because he's a little bit cheaper owned or a little bit cheaper price tag on a FanDuel, which is where I primary play uh, at. So, uh, and outside of that, yeah, I don't, I don't think like with St. Brown, I mean, 1.4 targets, two and a half points, like unless some injury comes up again, it could be a situation um, that, that is going to make you a little bit uh, unique. He did have nine points going back three weeks ago. And so that could maybe be like, and that's kind of one of the reasons I started off mentioning that Jay Sternberger and last year in the conference finals, Equinemia St. Brown would probably be kind of like that Sternberger, so to speak, uh, this year. All right, let's go and look at the tight ends here. So with the tight ends, we've got Robert Tanya. He's coming in at 10,000 on FanDuel, 7,900 on DraftKings for the year, about three and a half targets, nine and a half points. Got a nice matchup for him going against the Bucks. They're 21st against opposing tight ends. Last week he had eight points, then nine, two, nine, and 12. So overall, pretty steady production, not really blowing anything up. Um, 
I don't see him being an MVP candidate or anything like that. Um, but he is coming in at what I kind of call like that pivot play, which is usually that that guy that's around like ten grand. That kind of bridges you from the higher the studs to kind of like some of these lower price guys. So um, I think he's kind of that strong kind of pivot guy that kind of transitions just uh, transitions you from. Uh, from the studs to some of the guys that, you know, you're just going to hope that somebody goes off. Um, and then from there, let's just, we'll just talk about uh, the Green Bay guys since I've been talking about Sternberger. So Sternberger had, was pretty involved early in the year, but with him, he hasn't even produced the last five weeks. Honestly, I don't even know if he's been active the last five weeks. So for me this year, boom, he's out of the player pool. I'm not going to fuck around with him. Um, so Mercedes Lewis, though, he is 6,000 on FanDuel. He's coming in at uh, 4,200 on DraftKings. He's out there a little bit more. Um, he did have a little stretch where he had a couple touchdowns, maybe like, say, two-thirds of the season in. Like maybe at, like there's this month time where, um, you know, maybe like, say, two out of four games uh, in this month time frame that he might have had like a touchdown or something. But from this standpoint, he's only scored two points the last five weeks. So for me personally... Um, wasn't even targeted last week. He's probably will be out of my player pool. So that takes us back to Tampa Bay. And we have got Gronk and Cameron Brait. And Gronkowski, um, yeah, it's kind of interesting. So he's 9,500 on FanDuel, 7,500 on DraftKings. For the year, about five targets, about eight points. Tougher matchup for the tight ends for Tampa Bay. Green Bay is fourth against opposing tight ends. So, like I say, a little bit tougher matchup there. Now, with Gronk, um, you know, it's just interesting there because the, uh, yeah, the 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 opening round of the playoffs, he had a goose egg. Uh, and then last week, he only had two points. Ten the season, week 17, he had four points. Week 16, he had 19. And week 15, he had four. So it's really just that one big game. And that game he had 19, I can't remember who they played, but that was a game where like just a, a bunch of guys went off that game. And, um, and the whoever they were playing, I assume, was just a real shitty defense. So, um, you know, now what I kind of found interesting with last week is there was several times when they were in the red zone and Cameron Brait was in there and Gronk wasn't. So, um you know, we're in a showdown slate now, so anything can happen. So it's not like I'm like necessarily like saying I'm going to fade Gronk or anything like that. But to some degree, um, I, I almost think that Cameron Bray has more upside. I mean, he's he's $2,000 cheaper. He's only 7500 on FanDuel. He's only 5500 We go back there in the playoffs, the first round, he had six targets, 10 points. Last week, five targets and seven points. Prior to that, uh, two points, four and seven. So... You know, to finish the year, it wasn't nothing of like really of note or anything like that. But um, he's a guy, and it's almost always you're going to have to find somebody that's probably like under eight thousand dollars, or and this is in my mind, Brait's probably like one of the strongest guys to come out and have a decent game there. Uh, if you guys have found his career, um, he's just he's a legit red zone target. I mean, with the Bucks, he's been there, and uh, that's despite having. In the past there, uh, Howard, that really uh, uh, prized rookie they got from Alabama going back, I think, about four years ago. He had, he tore his Achilles earlier this year, so he's been out. But the point being, he's split time over the years, and he's just always been a legitimate red zone target there. So that's a guy that, uh, as far as FanDuel and DraftKings concerned, that 
of all the guys that we went over so far that are lower price guys, I think that he probably has the biggest upside there. All right, guys, let's go to running backs here. You know what I like about this slate so far is it's relatively, other than uh, Antonio Brown, it seems to be pretty pretty clear with injuries. Um, so, and I just mentioned that because of Ronald Jones, which we'll, we'll talk about here in a sec. So starting off though, we've got Aaron Jones. He's coming in at 12,500 on FanDuel, uh, 11,000 on DraftKings for the year, 14 and a half carries, four and a half targets, almost 17 points. Uh, there's really everything about him to like, uh, particularly on uh, DraftKings with the salary multiplier. He's cheaper there. So that's a guy that uh, if you wanted to have a guy with still some great upside, um, I think he's a great guy. The only thing I don't really like about it is just the matchup. Tampa Bay is number two against opposing running backs. Uh, last five weeks, his production, 18 points, 17, 12, 23, and 9. So overall, just steady Eddie. Uh, pretty reasonable price tag with him for that production that he has. Yeah, there's a lot to like there. And then uh, I'll just finish up on Green Bay. You know, Dylan came in. He's questionable. He did carry the ball six times at three points last week. But I think in my mind, he's $9,000. And I think that's a little bit expensive. Um, for the year, he's only out there 10% of the snaps compared to Jamal Williams, 40%. Uh, whereas last week, Jamal Williams, he carried the ball 12 times, uh, no targets, and had seven points. Uh, probably what I'll do is I'll just go and maybe double check the snap counts real quick. Um, you can go to, you can just Google that or like lineups.com is a good place that I go. Maybe just to double check it. But here's the thing. It's kind of weird to me is uh, like I mentioned, Dylan is 9,000 on FanDuel. He's 8,300 on DraftKings. Then Jamal Williams is 7,000 on FanDuel and only uh, 6,400 on DraftKings. So the fact on FanDuel that Jamal Williams is $2,000 cheaper I think that's also with Bray is another guy in my mind that has pretty decent potential um, compared to some of these guys that are a little bit cheaper owned. Um, so like I say, Dylan, that's just weird that I'm just surprised that he's, he's, he's $9,000. That just seems really expensive to me for like your third string running back in, which isn't really like, it's not like, I mean, Aaron Jones for the most part is the guy. So it's not even like it's, they're necessarily like split equally amongst that backfield. So it'd be very easy just for me just to fade, completely fade Dylan. Uh, so, all right, that takes us back to Tampa Bay. And, uh, yeah, it was kind of interesting there, right? Like first week of the opening rounds, uh, Jones is active, but he doesn't play at all, right? And then so last week he was questionable, didn't really know what was going to go uh, on with him, and I did fade him. And I, and I, to me is, uh, I thought basically he was going to be active in an emergency situation, uh, but he ended up carrying the ball 13 times, had a target, six points. Um, luckily, uh, for me, there was, I don't know if you remember, there was one big play. He had a big run, but there was a holding penalty. So got put back. It looked like he was uh, limping a little bit after that, but overall, I don't see any injury designation with him. It looked like he's been a full participant in practice, 10,500 on FanDuel, 9,500 on DraftKings. That's another guy, like I mentioned, like Tanyan, kind of that pivot play. The matchup for him going against Tampa Bay, they're 27th. So that's what I was talking about earlier with Brady. Uh, Brady and those receivers have got that tough matchup, but him and Fournette, Jones and Fournette, the running backs here, you know, Green Bay just struggles with the, with the run. So you could see them maybe trying to really capitalize on that. Uh, a great dark horse candidate for the MVP, uh, really Fournette or Jones, particularly on DraftKings with your ability to 
by uh, you know be able to save money by going with those guys. For me and FanDuel, I doubt I'll probably devote space to them, just because I tend because we don't have to worry about the salary multiplier. And I probably like guys like you know Jones and then and then Devontae Adams, of course, the quarterbacks, and then the Bucks receivers as well um, are a little bit ahead on the line. Because uh, on FanDuel, we're just strictly going by points. We don't have any salary multipliers. And then outside of that, that's pretty much it. Um, you've got your kickers, and just my thought with the kickers is just stacking them. For the year, Suckup averaged almost 10 points. Crosby almost 10 points. Uh, Suckup's 8,500 on FanDuel. Crosby's 8,000 on FanDuel. Same price on DraftKings. Um, Suckup the last couple weeks, 12 points, 13, 14. So if you get a guy that's that, that's a little bit cheaper like that, that's going to get you double digits. You could definitely see that being in a winning lineup last uh, couple of weeks. Let's go back even further with suck up. And then uh, four games ago, he had five points. Uh, five games ago, seven. Crosby has been eight, five, four, eight, and nine. So he hasn't broke double digits there. Um, but uh, like I say, uh, both those guys be fine candidates. Typically, you never see both of the kickers in the top, top, top lineup, though. I did see that happen near like it was maybe like the last month or the last six weeks of the season. I did see it happen this year. Um, so it's not to say it can't happen, but it very rarely does happen as far as the number one lineup. You could certainly cash on it, though, by doing that. So it's not to completely discourage it. You just don't really see it on the, the top, top winning lineups there. So, all right, guys, that's pretty much it. I hope you go out and kick some ass. I've already got the uh, Sunday slate out that video for the two games so you can check that out and then I'll start to work on another uh, video here I might maybe wait a little bit just to get if there's maybe a little bit more clarity on Mahomes uh, in his situation but um, rest assured I'll have that out here probably in the next 24 hours so all right guys take care kick some ass and I'll talk to you soon see ya